It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. I'm your host, Jay Catch, here on the podcast covering all things BYU for you. Hopefully you all had a great weekend and a happy Monday to you all. Thank you so much for taking the time to download the podcast. It's a blast to bring it to you each and every day. I'm sure your weekend went a little bit better now that BYU has improved to 3-1 and one after beating McNeese State 30-3. to three. We'll be breaking that down for you today. Of course, I had a chance to re-watch the film, have a chance to talk to you about what I noticed after re-watching the film. And also, first things first, apologies for the No Instant Reaction podcast Saturday night after the game. Had a minor snafu come up when I finally was able to get home and just things let's put it this way everything kind of went against my chances to record Saturday night so my apologies that I wasn't able to get that for you but we'll recap what I took away from McNeese State in this podcast once again thanks for taking the time to download the podcast if you're new to the show welcome on in big year for BYU so far three and one on the season moving up in the national rankings BYU is now a top 20 team according to the new AP poll that came out yesterday so, it, fun fun overall weekend for BYU. They got the win. A little hairy at first, but they ended up pulling away in the end, and now they get ready for a top 20 showdown against number 11 Washington this coming Saturday. So there you go. It's kind of the layout of the show for you. Is really, we're going to be recapping what we learned from McNeese State here in the first and second segments. We'll look on the offensive side first here in the first segment, talk about the defense in the second segment, and then in the third segment, we'll be getting to some quick hits, the news over the weekend from the other sports teams in Provo and how they performed. So that's how the show breaks down for you. All right, starting off with the offense here yesterday. Not going to lie, re-watching the film, it only reiterated to me that BYU was sleepwalking through the first quarter of this game. They came out and they had a chance to really jumpstart things the very first play of the game. Tanner Mayhem goes play action, goes deep to freshman Gunnar Romney. Romney, unfortunately, unable to corral that football. And I think if that ball is caught, and we can talk about BYU and their drops here in a moment being kind of an ongoing issue, he catches that ball, and I think BYU might have had a different look in that first quarter. Would have got him off on the right foot. I respect the decision to go deep first, really test this uh, McNeese State secondary and see how fast they actually are. Uh, unfortunate that Romney couldn't come down with the ball. I thought it was a ball that was thrown okay. It wasn't leading the receiver, but it also wasn't severely underthrown. It was just one of those throws. It was right about what you expected from Tanner Mangum, but 
Gunnar Romney unable to come up with it, and BYU, the rest of the first quarter, just seemingly couldn't get out of their own way. It was painful to watch, I'm not going to lie. I, watching the game for BYU, re-watching it, just even more painful. And BYU finishes the first quarter, I believe it was with 27 total yards. Um, and just not a just not what you expect from BYU against a team like McNeese State. But hats off to the Cowboys. They came in and they really wanted to take it to BYU. They weren't afraid of the moment. They stepped up and they went at BYU. They ran the ball well. They forced some turnovers. Of course, Squally Canada with that fumble early on in the game. Actually, his first lost fumble since his first carry ever for BYU in that Las Vegas Bowl against Utah. It's a bad time to cough up the football because it gave the momentum right back to McNeese State. But luckily, BYU's defense was there to save the day. We'll talk about the defense here in a moment. I really thought this was a standout defensive effort, but I wanted to focus on the offense here in this first segment. And BYU... There was a timeout taken by Kalani Satake when BYU was on defense in that second quarter. And I happened to be on the field at that point, and there was a very audible, come on, and from Kalani Satake as his team was kind of huddling up around him. There was a clip shown on social media of him barking at his guys. Corbin Kafusi after the game said that it was just uh, it was him telling the guys, hey, we need to have some fun. We can't be as tight as we as we are playing like. And it seemed like that, along with the blocked field goal that Troy Warner seemingly ran for 80 yards back and forth across the field before finally being tackled, those two things really got BYU untracked, and they finally were able to do some things. Hats off to the defense forcing the turnovers, but I also got to give credit to the offense in the second quarter as they converted those turnovers into points. BYU scores 24 points in the first quarter of the game. That is a, a high for a quarter in the Kalani Satake era. The highest last year was only 14 points in a quarter. So hats off to the offense. They, they took care of business in that second quarter. Lopini Katoa scoring two, his two touchdowns on the day in the second quarter. First one on a four-yard run. Second one with a nice knifing 14-yard run straight up the gut. And then also hats off to Tanner Mangum. I know that he had a a blase day in terms of the stats, but that's what Tanner Mangum is. We've talked about this on the podcast. If you've listened for any length of time, we're talking about it here on the podcast, Tanner Mangum is what BYU is getting from him. He went 15 of 25, 118 yards, and one touchdown. That touchdown throw to Talon Shumway in the second quarter – I thought I'm not a fan of fade routes in the end zone, but hats off to Tanner Mangum. He made a great throw. He put it right where Talon Talon and Shumway, not Talon Mangum, Talon Shumway could go up and get the ball, corral it, and come down and score the touchdown. I thought it was a good throw. Tanner Mangum, a steady Eddie performance, 118 yards. Like I've told you guys multiple times on this podcast, what you get is what you see from Tanner Mangum. I thought the rushing effort for BYU finally came alive. Lopini Katoa, the star on the day, 10 carries, 65 yards, average of 6.4 yards per carry. Also those two touchdowns, like I mentioned. Squally Canada had that fumble, and he didn't see the field for a little bit, which opened the door for Katoa to kind of take the majority of the snaps in that second quarter. Squally Canada finished the day 10 carries for 60 yards and an average of 5.7 yards per carry. So... Big, decent days on the ground for both Katoa and Canada, 
but this was not an inspiring offensive performance is my overall conclusion from this. I thought the offensive line did okay. I thought the quarterback, Tanner Mangum, did okay. I thought the guys that came in to replace the guys later in, later in the game, and we can talk about for a minute uh, Zach Wilson seeing his first action, but I thought overall the offense did okay, but they were, they were not stand out by any means in this game. Rewatching the film, it kind of reconfirmed to me what I watched in person. One of those games, I think BYU, no matter what they said in the lead-up to the game, they came out and they were they were slow. They were sleepwalking through the first quarter. And as a result, they only ended up with the 291 total yards. So not a great offensive performance by the metrics. But as Kalani Satake says, they're going to celebrate every win as they should. They won the game 30-3. to They improved to 3-1. and Now they're ranked 20th in the country. So hats off to them on that. A note on Zach Wilson real quick before we take our first break is I don't agree with putting Zach Wilson in this game. You heard the podcast on Friday. I thought that they should have put Joe Critchlow in this game. Zach Wilson's reps in this game, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, did him no favors when it comes to preparing to face Power 5 opponents next year. At that point in the game, when they inserted him into the game, the the game's decided you're going to run the ball Turnovers are being forced. McNeese State is running out of gas. I just don't think this was the game to use one of the four you can use Wilson for this year. But I'm not the coaches. I'll go with what they decided. He finished one of two for 12 yards on the day. His first action is a BYU Cougar. Um, he had two carries that went for no yards. I just I, I thought this was a game you should put Joe Critchlow in and let him play out the game as the backup quarterback that comes in if you got to a comfortable lead. That's just my opinion. I'll stick by it. I don't think this was the game to use one of the four games that Zach Wilson was allowed to have. But like I said, it's not my decision. BYU made the decision. They went with it, and that's that's how it goes. But I just don't think it was the right decision. Anyways, I, I'm belaboring the point there, but... Offense overall, kind of a a ho hum day. The second quarter showed this offense could was capable of capitalizing on turnovers. Hats off to Skyler Southam. The field goals he hit, the forty seven yarder, the longest BYU has seen in years. So some good notes from BYU, but hardly the awe inspiring offensive performance you want to see as they head to Seattle to face off against number eleven Washington. Will they step up and play to the level of Washington? Well, they did so against Wisconsin, so we can hope that they do the same. There you go. That's my thoughts on the offense. We'll come back on the other side, talk about the defense a little bit. Very much impressed with the defenses showing in this game, despite everything that went against them early on in the game against McNeese State. That's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
FanDuel wants fans to win more ways than ever before in 2018. This is coming to life through new product features and game styles, and I want to take a minute and talk to you about some of those new features that FanDuel has implemented. Let's start off with Gridiron Pick'em. Users get a chance to pick winning teams from all the Sunday games. There are no spreads. You pick winners. That's it. $10,000 to be split amongst all the top pickers each and every week. Unlike Survivor Mode, its prizing is not season long, so you can play anytime you want. I also want to talk to you guys about Beat the Score. It's a brand new contest type that FanDuel has implemented where instead of having to come in a top place to win money, all you got to do is beat a preset score. Anyone who beats the score wins money. Pretty simple. Check it out, guys. I encourage you to come over and play with me at FanDuel.com. And of course, when you do that, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's FanDuel.com slash LOCKEDON. New users will get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me and enjoy all the new features that FanDuel is offering by going to FanDuel.com slash LOCKEDON. Welcome back. This is Locked on Cougars. Thank you so much for taking the time to download the podcast and listen in each and every day. My name is Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. And of course, we are your best source for all things BYU each and every day as the number one local daily podcast site in America, which is the Locked on Podcast Network. Uh, big ups to All Guard, a new sponsor here on the show. They're based here in Utah, in Utah Valley in particular. We'll have more on them for you in coming shows. But big ups to those guys for signing on with the show. If you are interested in advertising with Locked On Cougars, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can get with us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com or you can reach out social media. My DMs on Twitter are always open at Jacob C. Hatch. The show Twitter feed is at LockedOnCougars. Reach out to us. Let us know if there's something we can do to help you advertise with your business. But like I mentioned, congratulations to All Guard for being the initial sponsor, one of the initial sponsors here on Locked On Cougars. And you'll be hearing a lot more about these guys in coming days with Seth and the guys having a chance to sit down with them. Should have some more information for you here shortly. Happy to have All Guard Utah on board. All right. I mentioned before the break, we're going to talk about the BYU defense here. All things considered, BYU had a standout defensive performance against McNeese State, only giving up three points. They had one field goal attempt for McNeese go wide left. BYU also got a blocked kick. Corbin Kafusi, who else would get it? I thought Kairos Tonga got it at first glance because he his bull rush really got right into the backfield on that field goal attempt. But it's the big paw of the six foot nine defensive end, Corbin Kafusi, of course, coming up with the blocked kick. Troy Warner picks it up and kind of has this mazy long run up and down the field. He ran probably 80 yards on that return, it seemed like, and probably was feeling it at the end of it. Gets tackled, but like I don't want to get too engrossed in that, but I thought BYU played very well on defense here. Of course, it is an FCS-level team, but there's some talent on that offense. Of course, the Orgeron boys, Ed Orgeron, LSU's head coach, he has twin sons who play for McNeese State. Both of them played extensively in this game. Uh, Parker had four catches for 15 yards on the day. And Cody, the quarterback, his twin brother, went four of five for 13 yards passing and had one interception. Uh, Also got sacked once. So I thought BYU defensively, 
giving up the three points, I predicted a 41 to 10 game. I thought that McNeese Day would punch one in, and I thought I was going to be close to it early on in that game. BYU turning the ball over, unable to get things going offensively in the first quarter, and BYU was lucky to escape the first quarter only down 3 nothing. but this defense held them in it, and that's the one thing I think that is showing this year from BYU's defense is they are a resilient bunch. doesn't matter what hand they're dealt, they're going to play well, and they're going to give their all each and every play. I thought Corbin Kafusi had a great day. He had that blocked kick, like I mentioned. He had the one sack on the day um, in the game after McNeese State got away with a re-snap of a ball for a tackle for loss by, I believe it was Kairos Tonga. They tried to call a timeout. The official blew his whistle inadvertently, uh, is I guess what the technical term was, but McNeese State was out of timeout, so they replayed the down. But Corbin Kafusi made no no bones about it, goes and gets the sack on that play that was replayed, gets the tackle for loss, a nine-yard loss on the play. So hats off to him. Michael Shelton is the leading tackler on the day with six solo tackles. He also had a forced fumble. I thought I think Shelton is a guy that doesn't get his deserved credit. Of course, there's a bunch of freshman defensive backs, particularly at the cornerback spot, that have gotten a lot of attention shown their way. But is the redshirt senior, Michael Shelton, who is that quiet, steady force at cornerback opposite of Chris Wilcox. And I am really impressed with what Shelton showed in this game. I rewatched the game, had a chance to see what he was doing. He was very good coming up. The, of course, McNeese State, like most spread teams, likes to use those long out route throws that are, in essence, screen passes that give a wide receiver a chance to have his other receivers block for him. I thought Michael Shelton was stellar in shedding those blocks and holding on. A lot of times, guys, when you're in that scenario, it's a one-on-one. DBs will try and go for a tackle, and they'll try and tackle high. When coaches, I know that Bronco Mendenhall was a big proponent of this, and he 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 told guys, if you're that one-on-one guy, grab the guy and hold on for dear life and hope that your teammates will come and clean up the mess. Essentially come and finish off the tackle. Because you can hold him there, and you're going to have linebackers, defensive linemen, and other defensive backs converging on that player. And that's when things can really um, happen, where guys can kind of come in and strip balls, have a chance to do that. I thought Michael Shelton was exceptional in his ability to come up and take on guys one-on-one. That doesn't also take away from what Chris Wilcox did. He had two tackles on the day, and guess what? Both of them tackles for loss. Wilcox is growing into the player I think BYU fans and coaches alike have hoped he could become. I've said multiple times on this podcast, he has all of the ability to be the cornerback that the coaches have pumped him up to be. It's just a matter of taking advantage of his opportunities when he has chances to make plays. I thought he was starting to do that yesterday. He kind of showed that against Wisconsin as well. He's building towards that, and as a junior... That's um, what we want to see as BYU uh, pundits. And what he is showing is something that's showing the, the, the development. He's no longer stagnated. That was kind of his problem as a sophomore is he never really improved. I think we're seeing that improvement finally. 
I mentioned some other guys that I, I want to mention some other guys who I thought stood out. Rhett Sandlin saw some extensive, extensive action. He got one of the interceptions BYU collected on the day. And also my hat's off to Tanner Jacobson. Um, I saw him, Austin Lee comes off the field. Tanner Jacobson enters the, enters the game to replace him. That same play, Tanner Jacobson comes up with BYU's second interception on the day. He returned at 19 yards. Uh, Tanner Jacobson is a good player that has just kind of been buried on the depth chart. I think his play yesterday showed the coaches, hopefully, that he can play a little more of an extensive role, especially with Dion Gonwoloku. His injury status still up in the air. I would anticipate he probably doesn't play against Washington, even though BYU needs him. I think it was a pretty serious injury, more serious than I think BYU is letting on. Kalani Satake didn't sound all that comfortable saying that he expected him to play last playing play against uh, Washington Saturday when he would talk to the media on Saturday night. But who knows? I think that Tanner Jacobson showed that hey, I can when I get chances on the field, I can make plays. And we're talking about a former All Big Twelve freshman. Um, player of the year, I think is what what his honor was when he played for the Red Raiders before his LDS mission. So Tanner Jacobson's got talent, and I think he showed well enough that he should see some more time in that backfield, hopefully alongside Austin Lee and Troy Warner, especially in the case of Dion Gunwoloku being out long term. So all in all, I thought it was a stellar defensive performance for BYU. I really felt like they were the star of this game. They held BYU in the game, especially when that offense was sleepwalking early on in the game. The defense also had its issues. Of course, like I mentioned in the first segment, Kalani Satake called that timeout and was very audible about pumping his guys up, told them to go out and, according to Corbin Kafusi, have fun, play games, and they, they responded. So hats off to them for that response, finishing the game on a high note. Four total turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, as well as the blocked kick, which is just as good as a turnover. So you can count it as five if you want to. So I, I was very impressed with this defensive effort, and they should be up to the challenge when it comes to a team like an FCS foe when it comes to McNeese State. But holding any team down, especially when your offense is struggling early as BYU's was, I thought it was a good showing for the Cougars. And that's something they can build on as they head to Washington. This offense is very much still a work in progress. I think we all can agree on that. The, the, the part that's going to be interesting is if this defense can hold Washington down enough this coming week and allow BYU's offense, hopefully, to do what they did against, against Wisconsin, to score in that 24-28 to 28 point range, and hopefully the defense can hold Washington down long enough to let BYU escape with a win. We'll talk about all that and more as the week progresses. Going to be a tough matchup. Washington's super talented. They beat Arizona State last Saturday in a pretty good game late night on Saturday night. Hopefully you guys stayed up and watched that to get a little bit of a scouting report. And we'll talk more about the Huskies as the week progresses. But wanted to give you guys some of my thoughts on how this defense performed. I thought the defense was should have received the game ball as a whole. Um, I, I really felt like they stood out and they're going to need to stand on their heads again and play extremely well this week as BYU heads to Seattle. All right, there's the second segment for you. We'll come back. Third segment, quick hits, get you some of the news and notes from the other sports teams in Provo. That's all coming up right here on Locked on Cougars. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Guys, if you're a sports fan or you like entertainment in general, you love a night out. I want to talk to you about Vivid Seats for a minute here, where you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price and create a memory that's going to last a lifetime. Vivid Seats is your top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price. You can look for seats in the section and row of your choice. They've got multiple options to help you out. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is helping out listeners to the Locked On Podcast Network with an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save you even more money on those experiences. What I want you to do is to go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the new Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 dollars off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, of course. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater tickets and more, Vivid Seats has it all for you. Download that app and use the promo code LOCKEDON for that $20 off your order of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. That's Vivid Seats using the promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. I am your host, Jay Catch. Thank you for listening to the show today. Hopefully your Monday is going well. Appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to the show each and every day. And a lot of people out there may not know what a podcast is. So those of you that are listening, I'm going to ask you guys to share it with your friends, but also show them, hey, this is what a podcast is. This is how it works. And before you laugh me to scorn on this, I'm dead serious about this. There are a lot of people out there. I have a family member of mine. I said, Jake, I know you're doing a podcast, but I got to ask the question, what is a podcast? Where can I get it? And what do you do? And I had to explain it to him, but they're now more in the loop. They understand what's going on and they actually thanked me for it because they had heard about podcasts, but they were almost embarrassed to ask what it was because they've become um, in vogue, they've become popular, but a lot of people I still think don't understand what they are. So please share it with your family and friends, help them out, let them know where they can find this great content, and hopefully you guys find it great content that you're willing to share with those around you. All right, as we wrap things up today, need to mention some of the other performances for the Cougars sports teams. That means the BYU Athletics Department over the weekend outside of the football team. But another hats off real quick to BYU head coach Kalani Satake and his team jumping five spots, ranked number 20 in the country as they head up to Seattle for Washington this Saturday night. There is another ranked team in Provo, and that would be the number one ranked BYU women's volleyball team. This team is rolling, people. If you haven't had a chance to go out and watch Heather Olmstead's team, I would encourage you to do so. They routed St. Mary's in straight sets on Saturday in WCC action. 25-10, 25-14, 25-13, a straight sets victory. Very quick, but BYU picks up the victory to improve to 12-0. Two career highs for BYU players in this match. Uh, 
Kennedy Eschenberg set her career high in blocks with 11 in the match. And then Roni Jones-Perry, she led BYU in the win with 12 kills, but her career high was a 786 hitting percentage. That is a red, red hot hitting percentage in volleyball for those of you that may not be in the know. BYU heads out on the road for their first WCC road match of the season tomorrow night when they take on Pepperdine. Game time set for 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and the game's going to be broadcast live on ESPNU. So if those of you at home, you guys can watch this. you got to turn on your TV and just get to ESPNU. Another women's team that continues to roll through their season, finishing up non-conference play, is the BYU women's soccer team. Jennifer Rockwood's team finished up non-conference play with a 3-1 win over Utah Valley. So congratulations to the Cougars as they finish up non-conference play with a 5-3-1 record. They'll be facing a former Utah, not Utah, BYU assistant coach Chris Watkins, who is now the head coach at Gonzaga in their first WC match of the season. The Cougars are hosting the Bulldogs at Southfield Thursday night at 7 p.m. Game will be broadcast on BYU Radio. You can listen to that now locally, actually, by the way, on the radio dial 107.9 FM. And also, they'll be streamed live on BYU TV if you want to support the women's soccer team if you don't go out to the match. I would encourage you to do so. Jennifer Rockwood's team playing better, bouncing back from a lackluster year lackluster season a year ago and off to a good start finally as we wrap things up here I wanted to give a shout out to Brad Pierce's men's tennis team at BYU they split their squad headed to two different tournaments over the weekend Milwaukee um, Wisconsin was one of them and Sam Tolis was the big star of the weekend he had two wins that got him to the championship match where he ultimately lost in the Milwaukee Tennis Classic so congratulations to Tolis on his showing there And also six other Cougars traveled to Tucson, Arizona to participate in the Wildcat Invitational. Weren't necessarily as um, successful there in Arizona, but it was a good overall weekend according to head coach Brad Pierce. He said he's excited for his team going forward. They'll be headed to Tulsa, Oklahoma in early October for the ITA All-American Tournament. Should be a good chance for BYU to get some high-level competition there. This is kind of the kickoff to their season and Sam Tolis, the big star of the weekend, so hats off to him. All right, coming up tomorrow on the show, we will be recapping what Kalani Sitake had to say in his weekly press conference, as well as the players that they tabbed to be at the press conference. And we'll be letting you know what they think of Washington. Also, their thoughts after reviewing the film against McNeese. Should be a fun week. Really excited. Another big-time showdown for BYU. Kind of unfortunate that Washington fell in the rankings again, down to 11th, when it could have been another top-10 showdown for BYU. But, hey, number 20 team versus number 11 team, and you get a primetime matchup slot on Saturday night on Big Fox. I don't think you could have written it up any better for BYU. Now what they need to do is go out and win. So we'll be recapping that all for you tomorrow. But thank you so much for downloading the podcast as always. It's a blast to bring it to you guys each and every day. Hopefully you guys are having a great Monday. We'll be back with you tomorrow with more on the Cougars. This has been Locked on Cougars for September 24th, 2018.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.